Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 95, Beach Days. You may or may not have noticed, but I've been away for a couple of weeks, indulging in a good old-fashioned summer vacation. And while I'm not really a beach person, I inadvertently took a beach vacation. And when I say beach, I don't mean the type of rocky cobble shoreline like we have here in my part of Maine. Gravel beaches with boulders and seaweed and studded with tide pools. I mean sand. Long, sandy beaches backed by grass-covered dunes. Miles and miles of empty sand beaches. Or should I say kilometers? Because these beaches, landforms we associate with southern regions, were actually all north of us in Canada. Many of us think of Canada, and we think of sparsely populated wild country, spruce forests and the craggy coastline that goes along with it. But in fact, much of the coast of Atlantic Canada is sand beach, which for someone like me who grew up in Maine is hard to get my head around. For me, the word beach immediately brings up images of Florida or the Outer Banks, Cape Cod, or even just southern Maine, but all south. Unlike those southern beaches, The beaches in Atlantic Canada are practically empty. And as an added bonus, even though they are north of us here in Maine, the seawater is actually warmer. Not 90 plus degrees warm like it is in Florida right now, but much warmer than the seawater in Maine. It's an amazing summer package that I have to imagine most people just don't know about. My vacation took me first to the New Brunswick coast along the Bay of Fundy, known for high tides, cold water, and vast, sticky red mudflats. The Bay of Fundy is contiguous with the Gulf of Maine, and both are cooled by water from the Labrador Current, which comes down the outer coast of Nova Scotia and circles into the Gulf of Maine through the Northeast Channel. Side note, the rapid warming of the Gulf of Maine, which has been in the news a lot in the last few years, is largely due to the slowdown of the circulation of the Labrador Current. We're warming because we aren't getting cooled by that North Atlantic water as much anymore. But up at the head of the Bay of Fundy, we headed north and passed over a very subtle watershed boundary into the Gulf of St. Lawrence drainage. This huge body of water, where the St. Lawrence River empties out, is bounded by northern New Brunswick, Cape Breton Island, Newfoundland, and Quebec. Our destinations were centered in the southwestern portion of the Gulf, Prince Edward Island and the Ile de la Madeleine, the Magdalen Islands, both characterized by sandy beaches. Encountering this sandscape made me wonder about where it came from. What was the origin of all this northern sand? To start, sand is eroded rock, or at least the sand we're talking about in Maritime Canada. Rocks, when exposed to the surface, atmosphere, undergo a process called weathering, which can be physical or chemical in nature. Typically, a combination of the two forces breaks down the physical structure of the rock into smaller and smaller units. This process takes a long time and can differ depending on the minerals in the rock. One reason there's so much sand in the Gulf of St. Lawrence is because there's a lot of sandstone, a sedimentary rock type that is made of, well, you guessed it, sand. When sediment is deposited over a long period of time, usually but not always in the water, the particles can bond with one another and form a rock. So much of the rock that is found in the southwestern part of the Gulf of St. Lawrence is sandstone, which is then subsequently weathered and forms the sand we find on the beaches of PEI and the Magdalen Islands today. That's all cool, but if the sand comes from sandstone, where did the sandstone come from? The answer to that turns out to be a little closer to home. 
Way, way back in the day, like 450 million years ago, the Appalachian Mountains started to form. We think of the Appalachians as stretching from Maine to Georgia, thanks to that famous trail, but they actually extend further north, through Newfoundland. They formed through a series of mountain-building events called orogenies, culminating in the formation of Pangaea 300 million-ish years ago. When they first formed, they were like the Himalayas, huge, sharp, raw rock, perfect for erosion. And the entire time they were forming, they were also constantly eroding. Some of that eroded material traveled east and south to form the Atlantic coastal plain. But just as much traveled north and ended up being deposited in a shallow inland sea that would someday become the Gulf of St. Lawrence. So when you are sitting on a sandy northern beach, you are sitting on the remnants of mountains, eroded, deposited, transformed, and eroded again. A direct lineage through time and space to a massive mountain range that exists now as a gentle shadow of its former self. Whew, beach days indeed. This has been episode 95 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on traditional Wabanaki land. Did you know you can find this show as a podcast? Go to weru.org to learn more. The theme music is Lightstream, the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.